Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. It is the build up show. Yes, the football is returning. Probably we thought the football was going to be there on Sunday, but it wasn't. Um, but we're going to build up to it regardless. Liverpool Southampton quarter past eight kickoff on Saturday. Um, yeah, that's not at the best of the, the best of the kickoff times I've discovered. Be uh, you get a full day and then you get a day off afterwards. It's it's yeah, Friday night's still the best for me, but the I Saturday hate night. Friday night football. I love Friday I hate night Friday night footy. Night footy. Get your whole weekend, and you also get a night which, out. which was good last season when we were winning every game, but really poor this season yeah, when you're losing. You, your weekend's dead even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, done yeah, and dusted, isn't it? Um, also, I want to be able to put a bit of pressure on the other teams rather than you know, kind of know your fate. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we, I mean... Not that we've been putting pressure on the other teams, or by the way. have we had any clue what our fate was going to be <laughs> this season at any point, anyway. Uh, right, anyway, I'm Paul Major, Chris Paycheck, as you can see in here, joins me uh, in the studio. Uh, Errol and John Major join us uh, from home for this one, uh, where the overriding message, Chris Paycheck, is, hello, everyone, welcome, thank you for joining us, don't look at the table, just go and win a game of football. That would be nice, but I can't help but look at the table. I've been it, looking at the table every day. It doesn't change that often. crash. It only changes at the weekends, really. It, isn't it mad? It's just... <laughs> Like a week that the, the, obviously not last week or whatever it was the week before it's just totally undone as those two draws you've gone from like okay sound and I can't help but go oh, what would four points have done what, but it's, it's done now the table's horrendous uh, all we've got left after this weekend is probably just trying to gain some movement <coughs> from football matches well that's it I mean look, look I'll be watching the City Chelsea game before us at the weekend, not only because it's a, a preview of the Champions League final, but also because you know City have got a good chance of turning over Chelsea there, and that actually might make a bit of a difference. Because if we win our game in we're about a point behind Chelsea, I think, aren't we? So, you know, there's an opportunity there where Chelsea may be the team where they're looking at other things, they're looking at a bigger prize than what they can get in 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 the Premier League. So that gives us a little bit of hope. But ultimately, it's just ignore the table, ignore Twitter, uh, hope Liverpool win. Yeah, sounds great. I'm, I'm all in on, on all of that. Uh, right, we're going to be talking to the lads uh, about the game. And obviously we've seen that the Man United game has been rescheduled now, so we'll discuss that in a moment. But uh, the man, the legend, the man next to me, Mr Chris Pajak, took his place on the whole DL show. Over on the Super 6 channel, uh, the debate in which the best midfielders' choices to go into the Premier League Hall of Fame, Chrissy P, obviously went to bat for Steven Gerrard. Is uh, a little look at that. Look, I, I think he combines the attributes of both players that we're discussing and he moulds them really well. I think you can't, it's very difficult to compare Vieira with Paul goals, but you compare Gerrard to both of them because of the way that he was a defensive box-to-box player as well, like Vieira, but he also had more goals and more assists than, than Paul goals. When you look at the, the, the complete career of him, he's played 16 full years in the Premier League, eight times he was in the Premier League Team of the Year. Compare that Paul's goals twice, team of the year. I mean, and what else has he won? Four player of the month, something like that. Whereas Gerard was in the player, team of the year eight times. He won the Football Writers Footballer of the Year once. He won the PFA Players of the Year once. 
for all these players Whoa. that have come out and spoke about Paul Scholes, he didn't win Players Player of the Year once. He won the Young Player Whoa. of the Year. He won UEFA Club Footballer of the Year. He was bronze in the Ballon d'Or. He was the Fans Player of the Year twice. He was in the FIFA Pro World Eleven. Wait, three wait, times wait, 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 Sophie's you've got on the sideboard. We're talking about Steven Gerrard because he matches up twice in 19 years. Paul Scholes was voted in the team of the year. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Yes, uh, Chris, good fun. Oh, very good fun, mate, to be honest with you. I mean, Aki went for Paul Scholes, which, listen, he's a really good player, but the idea of the show is to not hold the L. Um, so I just picked on him, basically, to be honest <laughs> with you, um, for 20 minutes, and it was fantastic. And I, I would highly recommend going and watching it. But the fact of the matter is this. Stephen Gerrard should be next in the Hall of Fame. I, I said this during the show. He improves every side that's ever won the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And no one could argue differently. Yeah. I mean, Jose Mourinho got 95 points with Chelsea in 2004-2005 yeah. and wanted Steven Gerrard. That was the highest point score that had ever happened at that point and wanted Steven Gerrard. The point of it for me on all of this is that people people reference the slip as though like it defined his career. But the reason the slip is such a big thing is because Gerrard was an absolute titan of football. Like That's why it's important. Loads of footballers have fell over. You know, like John Terry fell over and missed a, missed a penalty in a Champions League final. It gets talked about, but it doesn't get talked about anywhere like Gerard falling over in a league game. Gerard in the twilight of his career. Um, so, no, I, I agree. But yeah, go over there to the Super 6 YouTube channel. Uh, give Chris a bit of love and support in the comments who Redman TV sent you. Yeah, and then you go in the community tab, you can vote for Akeem uh, to hold the L as yeah, well. Yeah, just Akeem. Do. Yeah, he's getting battered in that. Uh, right, anyway, sound. Um, Dad, the Man United games we've been rescheduled for next Thursday. Day. Um, okay, I mean, if nothing else, it's probably a little bit of a preview of what next season's going to look like getting used to playing Thursday oh, night Oh, don't say it like that, mate, <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, will be. I mean, it, 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 it's back in the fixture schedule. It's, it's not a great... It's, it's probably... <coughs> it's to our benefit because of how many games United have got to, got to play as much as anything else. Yeah, I mean, a hidden benefit of United... Uh, fans demonstrating was that we're not out of the title hunt for four, fourth place yet. Yeah, we would have been if we'd been beaten. Yeah, uh, we'd be sitting here now saying, "Well, nothing to play for now. We're all bored to tears. Wish the season was over." So at least we've got some little hope we can play for. And having to play United at two days after they played was it Leicester or someone they played? I don't know. Someone they tough game on the Tuesday. Yeah. That, that that's a better chance for us to actually get points from that game, which you know would have been much more difficult last weekend. So, yeah, it's all in our favour. And it, to get a win under our belt this weekend would do us a, a real bit of good as well. I agree on that totally. And that's, that's the thing. The only thing that's quite a little bit upsetting about this really is that, that Man United are so far and away, just too far away from us. Because in a normal world, if we'd just been a, a fractionally better, I'd be looking at Man United's fixtures, the upcoming games they've got. And it's mentioned there, you know, they've got, they've got, they're playing Roma today. They've got Aston Villa on Sunday, Leicester Tuesday, us Thursday. You know, that could have been an opportunity, but whatever. You know, at least we get to look at it being, again, a slightly favourable. Favorable situation and a slightly easier game, as it were, for us. 
Yeah, I, I think that it's taken that initial pressure off after the Sunday's antics as well, to be fair. I think it gives enough time for the players to let the dust settle, as I think um, it was John B saying before, you know, at least we get a, an opportunity to get three points under our belts in advance of that game. Uh, and then we've got a couple of days off as well. So I'm just looking forward to the, the this game first, because obviously you can only really focus on the game that's in front of you. And essentially, if we can get those three points, you know, anything's possible at that point in terms of closing that gap on Man U. I think we we already know that's dead in the water. But in terms of obviously getting a little bit of form back and hopefully getting a little bit of rhythm in terms of how we've been playing lately, I think we just need to get some goals. I think Chris mentioned it before we started rolling. 3-0 is his prediction. Yeah. So that, that's what we're desperately Spoilers. in need of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. Look, Southampton, Chris, they've got the third worst defensive <coughs> record in the league. It's mad. Because, I, 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 again, I've been largely avoiding the, 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 the Premier League table. And when I have, I've been zeroed in on, on that fourth place for a little bit too long. Southampton were like... <laughs> we're really good. At so, I, I'm pretty sure they were really good at one point in the season. They are just a Jekyll and Hyde football side, aren't they? Because when they turn up and they play well, they play some really good football and then they just seem to stinker up on the weekends where I'm not watching match of the day because we've been beaten as well. You know what I mean? And so every time I turn on for a Liverpool win on match of the day, Southampton do really good. I'm like, how are you down there? Yeah. You just seem to win all the games that matter to you. But, yeah. And that's kind of it. But Errol's spot on when you're talking about this game. We've got to earn the right to, to that Man United game to mean something. And we can only do that by getting three points against Southampton. Nothing else is good enough. We can't take a draw. We can't take a loss. We've got to lose this conservative mentality and just throw everything at getting three points in every single game between now and the end of the season yeah that's it isn't it that you know you're talking about the th- I said the third worst defence in the league you know the only teams that have conceded more goals are Sheffield United who were relegated and West Brom who, was, who are as, as good as um, now Sheffield United have conceded one one more goal than Southampton. Obviously, Danny Ings has scored 10 this season. He's tailed off. He's had injury problems in the back end of the, of the campaign and what have you. But it, it bodes well. You know, we've been crap at Anfield. We don't score goals at Anfield anymore. But they concede loads of goals. If you're gonna, if you had to pick a team, notwithstanding the fact that they beat us this season, but if you had to pick a team right now to take on an Anfield, they play, they, they play, they do try to play football. It'll be an energetic game. They can't stop people from scoring, and you know it might it might just be the kind of game that that gives us a little bit of a kickstart for the final for the final four. Yeah, I, I, I thought that in the last couple of games we played, <laughs> and it never didn't work out. But um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Southampton have one of the worst defenses in the country, and yet we couldn't score against them when we played them down there. Yeah. They scored early. I actually think of it as the first first game of our real troublesome period. Yeah. It sort of showed the whole world that it wasn't very difficult to stop Liverpool scoring. And if you remember, their manager got down on the on his knees or something at the end, and yeah. so as if he'd just won the championship. Um, he was that thrilled that haven't got three points off us. Um, and yet, they, they they are a good side. They've got some good attacking players, but. They don't actually score a lot of goals, you know. I mean, Ward Prowse's free kicks are brilliant. Yeah. As you say, Danny Ings, you know, is absolutely brilliant too. But is injured; he won't be playing. Minamino scored a couple early on when he played, but he's injured as well and wouldn't be playing anyway, would he? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they are a funny side. But if we don't turn this lot over, then you know, something's really wrong. Well, it's, it's, that's that's the point. You know, we're going to know quite clearly, and we'll talk about the other fixtures a bit later on. But you know, just in terms of how the fixtures have fallen, 
we'll know if there is anything to sort of play for, Errol. And this is it now. I mean, you know, we're we're on the verge of the the season just being done and dusted. And it's been a it's been a long old while since it's been like this. It was what it was like for a lot of the Northies when you know four or five games to go. You're thinking about which kids are we going to see? Are you going to get a run out because there's nothing left to, nothing left to play for? But you know we need to see. We do. We just want to see some pride. Just want to see some pride from the players. Want to see some pride in the football team. And you know you've got to. This is where. The narrative is, is good. two narratives in potential here. It's the we're still clinging on to top four hopes, or we're trying to play to give some glimpse that you know for next season that things are not necessarily as catastrophically bad as we all might fear. And I'm starting to think it's the latter of the of the two. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, I think as John was saying, and if if, if thoughts became things, we'd be battling Alpha City uh, for the for, you know for retaining the title this year. But unfortunately, yeah. all Liverpool fans' thoughts have not become materialised. But we move. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I think from that perspective, it's just a case of now more than anything else. I think taking that handbrake off, but not in a sense of like oh we've got to like really go for it, but just taking the handbrake off in terms of. All of that external pressure that's been put on by the media, you know, like it's like it's like you know, you wait for us to get to the top so you can just start knocking us down as soon as there's a few shaky performances. All that that's that's months ago now. We've we've had that. We've come out the other end. As Liverpool fans, we've kind of we're aware of where we're at, and we don't necessarily think it's like Chelsea last season. Everyone looked at their team and was like, oh, look at the, you know how much they, they've got without having to be able to spend. And when they spend in the summer, they could potentially come straight back into contention. He wasn't that far off. And look what they've been able to muster against the course of a whole season. So I don't think it's a a real, um, in terms of the way we've been, it, it, it kind of solidifies the the team we are and the standard of team we are. I still think we're one of the best two, three teams in the country. Yeah. But it's just about now the players feeling like, right, we've got a new lease of life. We were not shackled by all this external pressure trying to retain the, ten, the title, any of those things. And let's just concentrate about getting the 90 minutes, putting a 90 minute performance in that's worthy of getting three points at the end of it. There's one thing as well, Chris, you've been, you've been banging the drum for all season long, really. Time on the training ground, at least the Man United game not being there means there's, there's just more consistent. You know, t- cops out a bit of a bit of a break almost with the players in some regard. I know, I know they've gone and they've prepared for the Man United game, but they're not recovering the day after. Instead, it means they actually just get to go Melwood and start and, and start training again, which is is the kind of thing Jurgen Klopp wants. And I think it's the only <coughs> thing that's really gonna get, ever gonna get us out of this because. We're creating. It's psychological at this point. There are obvious weaknesses. The defence isn't what the defence could be, but we're, it's we're getting the lads are getting into the right areas. We're doing a lot of the right things. That is just seems to be a mental block. And Jurgen Klopp is the master of getting through mental blocks with footballers. That's the one hope I sort of have for this one. Is that he's had a have had a little bit more time doing the thing that he wants to do with the players in the build up to this. Yeah, game. I mean, I, my concerns are slightly deeper than that now. I think you know. I think I've seen our lads miss too many opportunities for too long, for almost an entire season, for me to think that that's going to change over the last three, four games of the season. I just don't think it's going to go now. I think, you know, we will create opportunities, we will score goals between now and the end of the season, of course we will, because they will take some opportunities. Um, They're tired, and one week off now isn't going to 
really solve that issue, especially one week off where they've had quite a lot of stuff going on externally outside of football. Obviously, you've had that Europe, uh, European Super League, you've then had the Man United game and all that, um, being hung around in hotel rooms for a day and all that type of stuff. Then coming out of it wondering what's going to happen. You know, they'll, they'll still be thinking about the meetings between Spirits of Shankly and the board and what that might mean for them. We've also got conversations around <coughs> lads that need new contracts. They'll be thinking individually about those needs and where they are, and they'll be looking around at the team themselves wondering is this the best place for me right now? And I think a lot of them will come to the decision of, yes, it probably is. They deserve that. And I should I should be part of getting Liverpool back to the top. But when it comes to finishing chances, these lads are knackered. Yeah. They're absolutely knackered. You can put them on the plate for them as many times as you want. But we're going to play three or four games in two weeks hmm. and that's going to that's going to kill them off. I'm not sure whether any of those thoughts are necessarily going through the players' head, but it shows that your head's a mess of wise at the moment, if nothing else. But why, why, why shouldn't it be? Yeah. Because we've been shit all year and I, don't, I, I, and I think the problem's deeper than just Virgil van Dijk coming back because Virgil van Dijk coming back doesn't make Mo Salah finish more opportunities or Bobby Firmino get more goals or assists and Sadio Mane's form changes. They're tired and they're not pressing and we're not winning the ball high up the pitch and I don't think just having a game off against Manchester United is going to solve that issue between now and the end of the season it needs a proper break oh god yeah yeah absolutely but yeah it's interesting to be interesting to see whether Liverpool do come back just a little bit sharper or whatever for having more time with Jürgen we'll find out uh, we're going to be discussing what team Liverpool should be putting out uh, after a very short break indeed uh, we've got a trivia question to keep you tied over until then uh, how many times has Danny Ings played against Liverpool and how many goals has he scored in those games Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, welcome back. Yes, you can check hey. out the Clop 50 greatest moments like streaming now. Yeah, it's good that. To call hey. myself. I was halfway, I, I, I felt a, a slight burp coming and I was also looking at something else on the street and we're back and here we are. Um, yes, uh, yeah, the Clop 50 greatest moments of Jürgen Klopp's Liverpool reign so far is streaming now on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, sign up, get involved. Uh, if you join uh, as a club legend as well, we've got an amazing prize for you. We've got an auto pen team signed Liverpool shirt, which will look fabulous fabulous on you all uh, more details will follow um, I keep I keep an eye on our socials and all that kind of stuff for that right yes Danny Ings Dad any idea how many times Danny Ings played against Liverpool um, six okay Errol 
I was going to go for eight. Because play Jack? Ten? He's played five times against Liverpool, two for Burnley, three for Southampton, and he scored... But I know he scored one. He definitely scored at least one. He's got one this season. So I'm going to go with one. Two is the correct answer. Okay. Everyone took a shot. Well done. If you got that right, good Googling. Um, Chris, do you think we're just going to see the same team that was uh, going to start against Manchester United? I don't know, you know, because cause the way the games are now, it's 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 obviously it's, it's a bit of a gap to the Thursday game, isn't it? Obviously, you've got a few days there, Saturday night to Thursday. Yes, probably. But then the you're going to have to change it up after the Manchester United game. So, yeah. And... Does that mean it's the same side that was due to face Manchester United? I think the Man United team should be locked in. I said this on the night. They are the teams, regardless whether there's injuries occur or not. Oh. We put the teams out. They are <laughs> the teams. <laughs> we put them out more than an hour in advance of the game. First answers only here, lads. Yeah. I said that on the night. I want that to be the team and everyone to know that yeah. Man United team is that and Liverpool's team I is that. I think that'll be fucking hilarious. Let's do that. Let's just let's have that be a rule. I don't care if, you, if, you, if you're unfit or injured or whatever. If you've got COVID, you're just not allowed to arrive at the stadium. Uh, and so that'll be ten men or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this could come back to bite us. A lot can happen between now and uh, now and next Thursday, of course. Um, no, I'm bang, I'm, I'm bang up for that. I mean, that's that's the interesting point, isn't it, Dad? Is that the, we've given a, both teams have given their game plan away. You know, to, no, not game plan, but certainly a, a good indication of what the game plan might be with their lineups for, for for the Man United game. So do you just go? Well, forget it. That we our preparation for that game hasn't changed. So we'll rotate in advance of that game to put that team out again or just just press on and just say, well, that was our best team, that's our best formation, let's stick with it? I mean, I, I think the only place up for grabs is the one Milner was slated for at United. Do we go with that kind of energy and strength or do we become a bit more creative and um, you know throw in a Curtis Jones or a Naby Keita? To give us a bit more oomph going forward. Naby Keita, it to, John. Come, it on. Home, yeah. Come on, John. Naby Keita. Yeah. I don't I think Klopp's lost his number. Yeah. He's got to sell him to someone, so he's got to get him in the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, Southampton would be a perfect would be a perfect yeah. potential stepping stone for a Naby Keita. On so, loan yeah. for a year. Oh god. Yeah. No, uh, but the the point is he's got you know, I think he might well consider playing a more attacking side against Southampton and then go back to a bit more solidity against United. I, I do wonder that, and I, I, I do agree, to be honest, I don't know. But the the only issue there is maybe whether you go back to the 4-2-4 four, four, um, and, you use, and you put Jota in there and you just go with everyone, get all your attacking lads on the pitch and go and try and run some run some goals up, potentially. Um, because I agree, I, 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 was, I agree, I think... We Milner. tried that against Newcastle, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but but, but in, in defence of that, obviously, it will always be remembered as a game that Liverpool threw away in the in the last yeah. minute. But it was a game that we, particularly in the first half, we battered Newcastle. We absolutely mm-hmm. battered them. If you know, we created more chances and had more chances on target than we had in the Crystal Palace game and beat Crystal Palace seven 0 So you know, Klopp will feel that was a will, will feel that was a perfectly valid approach. I guess it's just whether <coughs> you want to go with you know we, we feel the four three three is still our best way to do things. We feel that James Milner being in midfield has been a role that he's earned because, let's face it, he's been very good since he's come back in. He's done the captain's role that we've maybe needed. What what, what would you do in this? I think uh, I probably wouldn't have Milner in this one. I think he's too important for the Man U game. I think in terms of trying to get that level of 
performance out of him. I think we're probably best just waiting and just keeping him keeping him fresh for another week, keeping his legs well rested, give him a bit of Ribena, and he'll be good to go for Man U next week. Um, I would then probably put Fabinho back in defence for this one. Oh, wow. Have Thiago and um, Wijnaldum as the two, and then if you want the four lads, go for it to try and give us that little bit of the freedom up front. Um, I could see something like that as opposed to trying to go for three and having the three in midfield and then having the three up front. I suppose it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point. Uh, you know, to the point my dad's been making for ages about like if if, if Southampton are going to follow what we now know as the template. And that is the template to beat Liverpool Football Club, which everyone follows, and they're gonna just get men behind the ball and look to it as on the counter attack. There's worse options because it's it's big. Fabinho's been moved to centre half in the final 10, 15 minutes of games to allow that. Well, if that's your, that's how I feel we can score loads of goals by throwing the kitchen sink. Could just do that from the start. I think the the team that he put out against Manchester United with Nat Phillips in tells you how important he thinks Nat Phillips is because he was injured and came back in. Yeah. Mm. And if you go another week where he's not played a game of football and you're throwing him back in again, almost cold at this point, because it'll have been three or four weeks since he's played a game of football, that probably won't be the case. So I'd I'd put I'd say Nat Phillips is almost nailed on for this one to get some minutes in his legs because we saw he was just gonna throw him in cold anyway. Maybe the cab back change in there. Could be. Because that's what that's been his yeah, great class. Yeah, that, that, that has been. But for me, I I just don't see him doing it. Mm. I just I think he is a naturally conservative manager who believes in his players. Yeah. And so that means he'll put the team out that he thinks is going to win the game and he will consider that, that Nat Phillips and Kabak at the back are going to win the game. And if he needs to break glass, that's when the Fabinho option happens. He doesn't do that on zero minutes plays. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think that Jürgen Klopp, if that's the team that he's put out to, to play against Man United, and we don't have any any outstanding injuries other than other than the big the big boys at this point, if that's what he that says to me, he thinks that's his best team. And if that's his best team, he'll think that's his best team against Southampton and Man United. And the chances are, and you mentioned it there with the gap between the games, I think he'll deal with what comes after Man United, what after Manchester United. He will go. I mean, look, to be fair, because you've got what? Is it Burnley and West Brom? I think we've got, you know, on, on the horizon. They're two teams who are just going to sit in for the lives. You can do whatever you want, throw everyone at, throw everyone at them, but he'll treat these both as normal football matches, mm. I think. I mean, what do you reckon, Daddy? You know, just in terms of Jürgen Klopp's perspective, you know... Well, I mean, as I've been saying for ages, once you get your two established centre-backs, you just play them yeah. and they stay playing because that, that's a, that helps the defence. You know, they might not be the best defenders in the world, but if you play them regularly, week in, week out, they get better. Yeah. And I think Klopp is convinced that they're 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 the best thing we've got this season and he'll play them in every game if they're fit. And you know, having Fabinho back in midfield is, is really does give us an awful lot more going forward as well as defending. Yeah. Um so, you know, I can't see him changing that at all. Yeah, we just don't win games of football with Fabinho at centre half. It gets it gets really overlooked because he is such a good footballer. He is a he is a very good centre back. But no, let's just have a look at the um, the the fixtures going on this weekend because it is it is very interesting indeed. Obviously, the the game in hand that we've got all of a sudden becomes quite a nice, favourable thing. I know you're very you're very, you, you like putting 
Points on the board. Points on, but you, you like, I you like saying they're already points on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like Liverpool are great. We've got an extra three points here as we're chasing teams down. But Leicester hosts Newcastle on Friday night. Um, Saturday, 5.30. Kick-off is Man City, Chelsea. And then Sunday, it's West Ham versus Everton. It, I mean, the way it's kind of fallen, Chris, is that I still think Leicester, are, you know, we, I, I think any hope we had of... of Claw and Leicester in kind of went with those drop points the, the the other week, but with those games being played before us, we'll have a clear idea of the a, a clear picture of what we're fighting for. I think by the time the game comes around, and then after that, <laughs> if we fuck it. <laughs> The West Ham Everton game will give us a clear indication of whether we are nice. a, a Europa League team or a conference a conference league team. I guess. <sighs> Does we have to be a conference league team? Though? I'm bang up for the conference league. I'm not. I uh, yeah, because if you're going to be in a what shit day are on? Yeah, like Friday at like five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that's weird though, no, and actually, because I've been thinking about this, is like the Europa League's a bit crap. But actually, the Europa League next season's better than it's been for years because it's it's only 32 teams in the group stages. So you don't get out of that and go into a round of 32, which is my biggest bugbear with it. You've got an extra round of knockout fixtures because all the extra teams from the groups are now in the Conference League instead. But on the Conference League stuff, I'm very much of the opinion that if you're going to be in a crap competition that you don't really love... And we're all in it for the Madaways. You're going to get loads more Madaways in the Conference League. You're going to be able to play Harvey Elliott, every single one of them. He's going to be the best player on the pitch. Um, so, you know, go with the easier competition and be the first team to win it. What, and all what that do you kind get? Do you, like, if you win it, do you get a place in the Europa? Because that's not good. I think you get a sticker and a lollipop and okay. say, thanks very much for being so brave. Just like the dentist. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, these are these are conversations for next week. Definitely, let's still keep that Champions League glimmer of hope alive for now. Um, where do you start? Actually, I want to ask people's th- th- um, thoughts on this, and Dad, I'll start with you. Obviously, City, Chelsea in the league. We want, I think, unequivocally, we want Man City to win that. Um, but just while we're, now we know they're going to be facing each other in the Champions League final, what are your early thoughts on that? Who, do you, who is it? Is it just Chelsea? Just because. I, I mean, Chelsea have given uh, City a lot of problems recently, and um, I think City will be really unhappy that they're through to the final of uh, the Champions League. I'd, they'd much rather have played Madrid because it would have been all over already. Yeah. Um, and I think Chelsea are, are a real problem for them. And I don't think um, Guardiola is going to lay down. I think he'll want to beat Chelsea to set a marker out. Yeah. Um, by the same token, I think Tuchel will feel the same. You know, he won't want to get beat. So, it should, yeah. actually, should be a good game. Tuchel's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he doesn't mind mixing it up a little bit with his players. Obviously, we didn't see uh, Timo Werner in the first leg. I think I think I'm right in saying against Real Madrid, but then we saw him in the second leg, and you know he obviously gets a goal, misses a few really good chances as well, which is which is his way, isn't it? But, That's why Liverpool are interested. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I I don't know who I'd prefer to win. I've been thinking about it since last night. I think I'm kind of with you because I know your opinion on it is that if if Man City do this, that's it. That's 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 all. That's them doing this a lot. Yeah. But in the next ten, they years. are. I always talk about that, like about how many fans you win. They've done it all because they're in the final. 
So they've actually unlocked. There's a lot of eyes and fans that you'll win over just by being on that on that stage, and also more so than ever now because there's so little else to do. There'll be and there'll be you know there'll be fans back in there, so it'll be probably it'll probably be more watched than it's ever been, which is really annoying. Um, that I, yeah, and my worry on the Man City thing is yeah, all those empty seats that we mocked them for, they've got those empty seats because they don't have the people who go to Man City just for a laugh, and you know, and don't come if you go to Manchester on a holiday. You choose to go. You'd always go to Old Trafford because why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? It's like if you go to New York City, you'll go and watch the Yankees before you go and watch the Mets because because why? Why wouldn't you? You know, it's 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 a bucket list thing to go and see the Yankees. Uh, and same true for lots of different sporting franchises or whatever. But Man City bring themselves onto that park. Well, Ella, what was what would your if you had to if you had to? It's a Sophie's choice of a situation. I I, I understand. Yeah, I've already. I think it just has to be Chelsea. I feel like the fact that Chelsea have already won a Champions League and it leave them on two sits with me a lot easier than Manchester City getting their first one over yeah. the line. Uh, I just think, and given the fact that you know Roman Abramovich spent a lot of money in the summer to try and get that Chelsea team competing, there was a lot of talk that oh, then it won't be this year that he compete. But the level of players that he went and invested in. It spoke. It spoke. It says it all, really, that they should be where they've got to. So I wouldn't. I, you know, I think it makes our league season next year more competitive because I think they'll have higher ambitions if they're Champions League winners, City or Premier League winners, potentially Man U or Arsenal Europa League winners. I think that top four, top six race becomes heated up straight away. We've got it all to play for. But if I had to just pick any, it'd have to be Chelsea. My, my... I can't imagine Chelsea will sing about us after they've won it either. No, probably or, not. You know, talk about Van Dijk. Yeah. Uh, as, I mean, it was literally trending the other night on the, Twitter yeah, because not, of Diaz. And... Not, yeah, that's the problem. They're weird weirdos. Like, yeah, weird. Not all of them. They're, they're, they're so weird. They hate the Champions League. Yeah. They'd rather win the league all day. And we've ever talked to them, they can't stand the Champions League. Yeah, that's but that'll change if they win it. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the big difference. <coughs> my thing on Chelsea my thing on Chelsea is that they're a bit it's like a level above what Ajax were or whatever, but they've they've built this team to not not they've not built this team to be successful this season. They've built it to be successful over the next three or four years. Look at the age bracket and who, who they've gone and got to add to add to that team. What, they've what's got the next me, all the next dot dot dots in there. What what's but, impressed me about Tuchel is that it took him one game to realise that Mason Mount was his best player. <laughs> left him out in the first game, clearly thought he's a homegrown guy, we've got all this expense we can put on the pitch. And now he realises that Mount is brilliant and he plays him game every game. Yeah. The thing on the Chelsea's thing is I think it's a bit too soon. That's the problem with it, I feel is a little bit of like if they don't a bit like us getting to to, to play Real Madrid, like you've got the the established super team who've won or all, all kinds and they're they're coming up. That might but also on the flip side of that, this is what Chelsea do. The 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 they start the season the with manager. an approach, sack the manager, get someone else, and he goes and wins the European Trophy. Yeah, at the end of the season. they're the only team in the world that have success changing the manager all the time. Kevin's got a great point in the comments here. Um, uh, Tuchel masterclass income and if he wins the Champions League he might stay for 20 months instead of 18 <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um, and in yeah. all fairness it could set them up for a fall as well because they've overachieved by some, by like, by some estimations really if he was to win it this year so as you're saying that the bill for the next two to three years if they don't go on to either win a Prem or if they don't go on to retain the Champions League all of a sudden they're back to where they started and they're in trouble again so like it, could, it could work out 
in the medium to long term better for us if they get it right now yeah winning the Champions League is a bad thing for Chelsea I'm banging for that like yeah yeah definitely <laughs> I, 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 I like I like that it's the uh, it's the Rafa problem the, the Istanbul noose where you've won the best biggest thing you can possibly win with a team that's not ready to win it how the hell do you how the hell do you catch up to that like yeah, I the, thing, that the thing about if Chelsea win it it'll just be someone has won the Champions League if City win it I think they're going to win it, you know, again and again. That's that's yeah. the problem, the worry I've got. I don't know whether uh, I was call it a problem. It's just a fear that City will just become, you know, untouchable. Whereas I don't think that about Chelsea. I think they'll just be vying with everyone else, you know, to yeah. come out on top. Yeah. yeah. Is it a good thing? Is it a, sorry, guys? Is it a good thing that it's not us versus City this yeah. year in the final? Hundred percent. No. Yeah. Well, not that it'd no. be nice to have the chance, but, yeah. but, but to, for us, for, you're asking for, me if I'd rather be in the Champions League final or not, and just hoping for fifth. But the idea, of, no, 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 true. But the idea, of, well, to Edel's point, I think the point you're going for there, being the team that has to stop Man City, this Liverpool team having to be the team that stops City, I would be sick to my stomach I'd be sick, over but that. I'd rather us be in the final. Yeah. All day. Yeah. I was sick when we were playing Tottenham in the final. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you, you just get sick. Oh, I wasn't. No, I was. I was. I was, teams, I was that, that when was, it's English teams, you're like, oh my god, because you think to yourself, if we lose, but we've got history in this competition, much more history than they do. Yeah. And I think having seen Real Madrid against us in the Champions League final, I'd be confident that if this plus I was good enough to get to the Champions League final, yeah. the experience would win out there. Yeah. I suppose the point. The point to, is the proof. We'd not be made it there because we, we'd we'd have got. We, if we Milan, sum- yeah. Milan in 2005 scared the life out of me. They were a much yeah. better side than we were, and we yeah, still yeah. beat them. So we had sent it off, still, Dad. Um, which well, you wouldn't have thought so in the fifth. Yeah, 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 true. coach. It's an, it's an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that the responsibility right now falls on a team that isn't us because you can at least blame Chelsea when City win and I'm happy to blame Chelsea for the for the, for, for the failings because we're clearly I mean look obviously Chelsea have just dick Real Madrid everywhere and we couldn't get we couldn't even land a, a glove on them basically so yeah we're, mile, we're miles off amazing what happens when you actually press them in fielders isn't mm. it well we yeah we did we just couldn't <laughs> Could score goals. Um, right, sound. Yes, score predictions. Chris Pajak. 3 0 to Liverpool. 3 0 it is. In the game against Southampton. <coughs> Errol? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Barely spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for the 2 0. Two cool. goals. Dad? 6 0. Hey, Bush. Go ahead. Five. He's gone all in. 6 0, John. Yeah. Who are the goal scorers? <laughs> Awesome. Um, two each for the front three. Yeah, I'll have a bit of that. I, uh, yeah, I think, uh, and what one of the the fourth, whoever, whomever that may be, whether it's Mane or Jota coming off the bench to add to add a, an also like four nil, let's say, and all all of the front. Four Actually, I'm all, I'm all up for a Fabinho thirty yarder into the top corner. That one. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> Centre back. <Yeah>. God no. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Minamino's going to give us the uh, the lowdown on them anyway. So he's not though, is he? Dad, <laughs> he's not. He's very much not. If we, which which camp is he in the spying? Is the question about Minamino? We'll know where his allegiances lie. It's just like, oh god, them dickheads never Who's invited famous? me to any, but never zoomed me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never, never bothered to learn me. Never bothered to learn me name. They've got no idea what my favourite colour is or whatever. These Southampton boys have treated me well. Um, 
probably well, they never passed to him. Have you seen him play? They never passed to him. Yeah, <laughs> just like Liverpool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, Sal, get your score predictions in in the comments. What 11 would you be going for as well? Don't forget to check out Chris Pajak's uh, starting 11 prediction show ahead of the game. We'll be back with a watch-along commentary, hopefully of an actual game of footy. Hopefully. Um, as opposed That'd to nice. reacting to, to, to protests and all that, which you never know, it might well happen. Um, but either way, we will be here on Saturday night, so do tune in for that. Do go and check out the Clock 50 Greatest Moments in the meantime as well, streaming now on the redmentv.com. And, of course, give Chris some love over on the Super 6 channel here on YouTube as well. Um, make sure he does not hold the L. That is imperative. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back with more content this week. Hope to see you there. Ta-da. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.